Money FM 89.3, best of the breakfast huddle. Why it matters on Money FM 89.3. Money FM 89.3. Good morning. It's The Breakfast Huddle. Elliot Dank and Bharati Jagdish with you. It's time now for Why It Matters. Do you belong? Ah, yo. <laughs> I had a feeling you would do this. You would break into song, I thought. But then, oh, you let Pat Benatar do it for uh, you. I wanted to. <laughs> okay, and good I one. had a bit of phlegm in my throat. Eh? But uh, that is a question I think a lot yeah, of people are asking. Yeah. right? Especially at work. I mean, the sense of belonging at work is so important, right? Because you, wanna, you want your job to be more enjoyable. You want to feel like you're contributing. And, and everyone just feels better for it. Yeah, and... And apparently in Singapore, that is lacking. Mm. And why am I not surprised? I don't know why, but several surveys over the years have shown that we're not very engaged at work. Singaporeans tend to lag behind when it comes to a sense of engagement. And that is very closely tied, isn't it, to then a sense of belonging. And creating this sense can really feel tough when it's not already built into the corporate culture. You know what's the worst? You get this issue of different races, which shouldn't be a problem. But then as you you can't help but, you know, congregate together in the majority race. And then, worst part, you start speaking that second language. Mm, I think you grasp at anything yeah. in order to feel that well, sense of belonging. Fast, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. So, it is a task that I think companies really have on hand mm. to tackle here. It's a huge task. You need to create that sort of corporate culture that actually promotes a sense of belonging. And if you feel that's not important, you are wrong. Mm. Because a sense of belonging actually has positive effects on business on the bottom line. Plus, you know, you've got the great resignation uh, to worry about as well. Let's try and get some answers from Dr. Natalie Baumgartner, who is Chief Workforce Scientist at Achievers. Dr. Natalie, good morning. How are you? Good morning. I'm lovely. Thank you. Dr. Natalie is speaking to us from Colorado. Doctor, question. You are Chief Workforce Scientist. (laughs) This is a special title. Tell us about your role. Yes, well, at Achievers, we are a technology platform focused on enhancing the employee experience. And our mission is to change the way the world works. And because that's our mission, we know we need to start with science. And so I oversee the Achievers Workforce Institute, which ensures that everything we do in terms of the thought leadership we share and the technology we deliver to our customers is rooted in workforce science to ensure that we are truly having a positive impact on people at work. Mm, Sounds like more organizations should have a workforce scientist. (laughs) It's getting to be such a complex landscape, isn't it? And as more awareness does take root around the psychology of work, I think people are realizing that all of these things can have a material impact on the bottom line as well. So let's talk about this concept of a sense of belonging. It is seeing interest in the boardroom and some people are calling it one of the most important factors that could prevent a mass resignation and ends hurt your business. So tell us more about what you are observing in terms of the attention all of this is getting and why it's so important. Yes, well, certainly the, you know, the great resignation is is worldwide. There's no single factor contributing but we believe it, you know, caused by a buildup of several factors, including those, of course, created by the pandemic. Uh, many have cited stress and burnout from working prolonged hours during this pandemic, and workers' priorities have changed, 
And, you know, while compensation is always a major factor in consideration during a resignation such as what we're seeing, we're also seeing a lot of people today leaving their jobs and looking elsewhere for non-monetary reasons more than ever before. So people are really pausing and thinking about how they want to work, what they want to be doing, and how they want to experience work on a day-to-day basis more than they have in the past. And and that that leads us to really look to concepts like belonging, which we know have a direct effect on the work experience and thus, to your point you made earlier, a a, a tremendous impact on the business bottom line. Mm. Doctor, when it comes to Singapore, though, I mean, you guys released a report showing that Singapore lags behind the world when it comes to having a sense of belonging at work. There are several factors, but how is it different from Singapore or the same? Yes, well, we we certainly see this trend on Asia-Pacific's doorstep. Earlier this year, the Microsoft work trend found that 49% of Singapore's workforce are considering leaving their employers this year. And so it comes as no surprise. Oracle conducted a survey that found that nearly 7 out of 10 Singaporeans are feeling stressed at work. And so even though we see these high productivity levels, the stress really reflects this increasingly exhausted workforce with 58% of Singapore workers feeling overworked. And, and we know, you know, that leads us to look at belonging because belonging has such a tremendous protective impact and effect on the work experience. So the Achievers Workforce Institute Belonging at Work 2021 Culture Report, published earlier this year, found that employees with a strong sense of belonging are significantly more likely to be engaged. They're more than twice as likely to be committed to their organization and productive at the same time. So we seem to have several problems here. Number one, we are overworked. And (laughs) number two, we don't feel a sense of belonging. So the lack of a sense of belonging is related to the overwork, would you say? Well, I think think the overwork is is really indicative of just the the times today. You know, Mm -hmm. organizations are are understaffed. Their, you know, employees, again, around the globe are citing being overworked, even if they're working in a remote setting. But the challenge is that most organizations are not investing in ensuring that employees are feeling a sense of belonging. And so this overwork without that Mm. protective... Um, layer of feeling a deep sense of belonging for one's organization puts employees deeply at risk. So mm-hmm. we know that we might not be able to to totally solve the overworked piece today in the midst of you know an ongoing pandemic, but yeah. we can address belonging, which which helps those employees who are feeling stressed and overwhelmed. Okay, so what needs to be done to address that sense of belonging immediately, especially in regard to Singapore, because it appears that our problems are deeper than the problems of others. Right. Well, the first thing we have to do if we're looking at addressing a concept like belonging is to understand it better. And so at the Achievers Workforce Institute, we conducted a a wealth of research over a good course of a year and and used that to develop the Achievers Workforce Institute belonging model, which consists of five pillars that contribute to belonging. And those include feeling welcomed. So uh, to the extent employees feel that they're intentionally introduced to and incorporated within their company's culture and community. Second is feeling known. So we know when employees feel understood and motivated and celebrated as individuals, they thrive. Third is feeling included. And and that means for us that employees thrive when they feel valued for who they are within an organization and that they can offer their opinion, expertise, and feel um, valued for that, even if they dissent from, from those around them. Fourth is supported. Employees need to feel that they're being developed, recognized, 
and receiving feedback in order to feel engaged. And last is connected. If the pandemic has taught us anything, we know that it's that employees need to feel meaningful connections throughout their community across a, a really richly diverse population. So we start there. We say, here are five pillars that our research has shown us have a tremendous relationship to engagement and a tremendous relationship to feeling a greater sense of loyalty to one's organization, a greater sense of well-being, and an overall higher sense of employee engagement. So that's where we begin. The 2021 Belonging at Work Culture Report then did find that Singapore lags behind the global average, but not only overall on a sense of belonging, but on every category. So only 22% of employees in Singapore feel a strong sense of belonging compared to the global average of 26%. And only 21% feel highly engaged in their current roles. And the two top belonging factors that came up is 20% feel their organizations, only 20% feel their organizations value that kind of diversity and inclusion I spoke to. And only 13% feel that their unique background and identity are valued. So those are two of those five pillars that we spoke to. So, you know, starting to look at those pillars and know that there are tactics to address each and every one of those is the really the next step that, that needs to be taken um, in Singapore business across the board. I'm still curious, though, as to why we in particular are lagging behind. I mean, more specifically, are you able to offer any specific reasons for the crux of the problem? Well, you know, this is and this is a conversation I've had the opportunity to speak with some of your colleagues about over the last you know couple of years now. And, and we we don't know, you know, specifically, but we can discern from the data that we've gathered over the years that there is a disconnect between the extent to which managers and leaders believe they're providing these types of resources and the extent to which the employees are feeling them. So when we look at the data we've identified over over the last couple of years that Singapore leaders and managers report that they believe they're providing their employees with the types of things, you know, supports I just referred to so that, you know, that they're addressing engagement issues, that they're providing them with development opportunities, that they're providing them with recognition. And yet the employees in Singapore are reporting that it's simply not the case. So we know it's not necessarily that those managers are are lying, right? But there's some disconnect in what organizations are providing and how it's being received by employees. So, you know, I, if we leave our audience today with nothing else but this the radical importance of going to employees and saying, how can we ensure that you feel we are addressing those engagement issues, that you are getting the feedback that you need, that you are being recognized in, in ways that feel meaningful to you, that you are being developed in ways that, that support your engagement. Those are, that's, that is the effort that needs to take place, I believe, in Singapore, because that gap is really instrumental in, in driving this low level of belonging and low level of engagement, we believe. Dr. Natalie, I want to pick up on that last point that you brought up. It's interesting because now we see this great resignation happening, people pursuing things that make them happy, people working in jobs that, you know, not necessarily for the money. And we also saw a rise in the gig economy pre-COVID. How do you how do you battle against a so-called life wake-up call as a result of, uh, you know, all the bad news we've had over the past two years? It's a big job for any manager. Oh, my goodness. It is such a big job. And I have I have a tremendous empathy for our people leaders, our HR leaders. And I, I really believe that in a way the, the solution is not easy, but it's simple, meaning we have to, again, we have to go to employees and ask them what they need. When we do that, 
um, we find that organizations get really robust data. But, you know, it's is that organizations are um, making assumptions about how to solve these problems rather than gathering really specific, timely feedback from their employees about what they need to feel to feel better supported. Even at Achievers, here we are, you know, we're an employee experience organization, and we have ourselves been talking with our employees a, a great deal about what the what our work setting will look like, remote or in the office, because we had our own ideas about based on research and experience, what makes for the best work experience for employees. But our, you know, our employees came back and said, that's not, you know, that's not exactly what we want. And so we, we knew as a leadership team, we had to stop, stop where we were headed, go back and ask for that kind of feedback and and create new solutions. Okay. Mm. So it sounds like there is a lack of employee listening, or at least effective and careful employee listening. If you had to give someone a blueprint, corporates in Singapore, a blueprint as to how to move forward in order to be able to tackle these challenges as workplaces evolve so rapidly, what would that blueprint look like? I mean, you have to train everyone, all leaders, all managers, HR especially, right? So tell us what those best practices look like. Yes. Well, I think two things. One, again, we know the model that I referred to, the, the belonging model, um, feeling welcomed, known, included, supported, and connected. We know that each of those pillars has a, has a direct relationship to both belonging and engagement and loyalty. So lack of, you know, looking for another job. So I would start there and ask employees inside your organization, how can we improve on each of those five pillars? Mm. Second, we know that recognition is a key driver of inclusion and the experience of belonging. Those recognized in the past week are almost twice as likely to have a strong sense of belonging, while only 11% of employees who never get recognized feel a sense of belonging. So practices to consider include practicing both social and monetary recognition, including everyone in, in whatever your recognition program is, ensuring as much as possible that your recognition is publicized, so it's public, that has a really profound impact, encouraging frequent recognition, and then using a tool, you know, a type of platform to, to make it very easy for, for your employees and your managers to actively recognize their team members because we know it has such it's easy to do, and it has such a profound impact on belonging and engagement and retention. We've been speaking with Dr. Natalie Bomgatna, who is Chief Workforce Scientist at Achievers. Dr. Natalie, appreciate your time this morning. You take care and stay safe. Thank you so much. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.